Let's do uh, me, Brian, Matt. Sound good? Let's do it. One, Sud. Two, two Brian. Damn it. I thought I, I was two. I know, and then you both paused like idiots and then said it at I, the same time. That I didn't think work. we were going so fast. We were working on it for hours before you got on. Matt, like you can't pause because it's a conversation. You can't, there's no you don't pause between your words when you're saying stuff. Jesus. All right. Let's try this again. One side. Two, Two. Brian. That's not actually tell me no. not to pause. So here's you don't what say happens. two. Like when you say it that quickly, I actually have no timestamp of you saying it, and I can't possibly link it up. Okay, but pre- in my defense, before, you did not give me a two. So are you going to give me a two this I'm time? I'm going to give you a two. Yes. Okay. Two. One. Two. <laughs> this is why Kevin quit. Okay. This is why Kevin quit. One. Sud. Two. Brian. Three. Matt. There we go. Cool. We did it. Two minutes and thirty-seven minutes, or two minutes and thirty-seven seconds later, we we got there. That's all that matters, right? Just gotta believe. Welcome to episode 120 of the Rouge One Spooktober Mactacular Podcast. Sorry, it was the Spooktacular Matober Podcast, um, where we talk about purely spooky things. I'm your host, Sud Sampath, and with me is a very uh, brain-eating Brian. Brian Fisher? Fisher. Yeah, I didn't mean to How come you say... didn't get a nickname and only I got a nickname? Oh, because my name is uh, Spooky as it is. And we also sure. have the uh, namesake of uh, Spooktober... Uh, God damn it. Spooktacular Matober, our, our, our spooky host. Um, Matt the Madness. Madness Matt? Meet, yeah. The, the Meet Matt Madness. The meat mad, the meat matter. Did you ever watch that movie Midnight Meat Train? Oh, I always wanted to. Some a lot of people said it was good, but then it was just like, well, I didn't watch it. No, it it it. I remember when it came out, we were really juvenile, and we couldn't stop laughing at the idea of it being called Midnight Meat Train. And yeah. that's really the only thing I know about it is how funny that name is. But it is a horror movie, right? Bradley Cooper's in it, apparently. <clears throat> there you go. I know and, it takes place on a train well trains are pretty spooky too but uh since this is the uh, uh god damn it spectacular matober i don't know why i keep forgetting i even we called it something else last year we called it um um you don't even know it's october madness madness or something i was looking at the old episode sure from- well all that time ago. 
This is your segment, man. This is your podcast. So you're going to tell All us right, what spooky man. things you've done. Well, I've got um, got a lot of failure. What? Uh, I've I failed a lot in my duties. You didn't watch anything failure spooky. spooky. Yeah. I didn't do anything what spooky. Did I didn't watch anything spooky. I mean, I, um, I was slated to watch the new Halloween Kills this week, but, um, some spooky things happened at work, I guess. Okay, do you want to talk about those? <laughs> and, um, I had to work today. That sucks. Where normally I do not work, in which I would have watched, um, Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Um, so, unfortunately, I don't have to, anything to talk about on Halloween Kills. Um, okay, I well, assume... I do. Uh, I'm happy to talk about it, but I also don't want to spoil it. So, what do you want to do next? Mm. Um, it's your well, segment, man. I guess some spooky things happened in regards to um, to the spookiest cinematic universe out there, the DC universe, because <laughs> okay, you never know what you're gonna get. It's so you know, it's so scary. When you're going into a new DC property, it's like... Uh, Wait, man. you watch the new... There's a new DC property out? Well, I watched all the, the trailers for the, the fandom. This is what they oh, call it. Oh, shit, that did come out. I forgot about that. Were there a lot yeah. of trailers? I only watched... There the was Batman. a lot of trailers, yeah. There was a trailer for a Flash movie, apparently. Um, there was a trailer for... There was a teaser for Black Adam. There was okay. a BTS yeah, reel I... for Aquaman 2. They're making uh, an Aquaman 2? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I didn't know there was a demand for Black Adam or Aquaman 2. Yeah. Um, is Black well, Adam played I... by The Rock? I can't remember. Yes, yeah, it is. Okay. Dwayne, well, You cannot the Rock. tell from the teaser. Mm. <laughs> Which is interesting because I didn't think The Rock uh, had it in his contract that he could be a meanie. I thought he was always just the, you know, the good guy who saves everyone. I don't know, man. Um, I can't even remember the last time. I mean, I guess he had, he was the mean, he was the bad guy in the Scorpion King, right? That was a long, long time ago. He was I the mean, Scorpion he's kind King. of the bad guy in Fast and the Furious 5 when he's the police. Yeah, I mean, well, all, poli- you know, we're, you know, ACAP. ACAP, but, yeah. Um, uh, even the Rock. But yeah, um... It's gonna. It's kind of interesting, I guess. Um, you know, I don't really care about the Shazam franchise at all, uh, so I don't care about the spinoff. So you're not you excited know. for The Rock to say Shazam? I think he doesn't have to say Shazam. What? That's the, the black guy. The only Shazam says Shazam, right? You no, know, because he also has the magic word Shazam, and that's how he transforms to Black Adam. That's fucking I'm not even stupid. joking. Well, I mean, DC <laughs> is stupid. Yeah, like, it's but, very repetitive. All right, so there was a, there was the the Batman thing. There was a teaser for Black Adam that wasn't right. really a teaser, and that there was the well, Batman it was more thing. of a teaser. That, you know, you actually do see like something happen, but what happens in that? I don't think it's even going to happen in the movie. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I didn't watch the Aquaman thing because I don't really care about Aquaman. Uh-huh. Um, there was you know the stuff for. They have a couple of new animated projects in the works. You know, the there's like a new Young Justice, um, which I'm sure our good friend Kevin will like. 
movie, um, like animated? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's that game, the Suicide Squad game. Oh, yeah, there's a Suicide um, Squad game and also the Gotham Knights game. I remember yeah, those two. Stuff. Gotham Knights looks interesting because I, I, you know, I like the Batman games. I haven't played one in a long time. Um, Where did you so. stop in those trilogy? Did you play all three of them? No, I only played uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. So you which... did not do Arkham Knight? Arkham Asylum has like a really really special place in my yeah. like gaming gaming heart, but I don't it's think I could re- really play it again because I, I played the shit out of it when it came out, and it, it is like super linear, beat for beat. You know, you are literally just like walking from area to area. You know, Arkham City is like you know you got the city; it's much bigger. There's a lot more to do. I liked it a lot. Um, I did not like the ending to Arkham City. Um, and uh, I haven't played Arkham Knight, so I don't know what that's about. Yeah, Arkham Knight has got a great story and a terrible game. And it's really important. Well, yeah, I heard the the Batmobile is just awful. It completely right? you ruins have to... the game. I can't stand yeah. it. In fact, I am currently in the middle of the game, and I got to a, another fucking Batmobile thing, and I stopped it's very much like how when the first time I played Mass Effect, I was like, this game's great. And then you have to get in the car. And uh, I don't think I played it after that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I made it past the mission with the little rover thing, and I never... It's very bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you're going to put a shoehorned vehicle section into your game, uh, make it playable. That's all we ask. Fair enough. Wait, you really uh, didn't like the ending of Arkham City? No. Huh. I thought you were going to go yeah. more into that than just say no, but... I'd, uh, <laughs> I have to... Let me, let me like revisit it real quick to make sure I have my... Spoilers my in for the right Arkham place. City, a fucking like, 15-year-old game at this point, but uh, this is the end section oh, right, of the game. Yeah. You he find fucking... out... Well, Clayface was masquerading as the Joker the entire time. Uh, but Joker's been dying because he injected himself with the uh, the v. serum from the previous game at yeah. the end of Arkham, which, which like Arkham Asylum has a bad ending. Like that's one of the worst. Boss Maybe that's in the one games. I don't like. But yeah. I love the ending of Arkham City. It's really really okay. Bad. No, I had him. So I had him reversed. I do not like the ending of Arkham Asylum, but I like the ending of Arkham City. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, They're kind of similar endings because they both deal with the Joker. So. They do, yeah. In fact, you didn't even know the Joker had anything to do with uh, Arkham City until, you know, like three-fourths of the way through the game. That's a big twist. Right. Quite enjoyable. Um, so, and keeping on the Batman train, the big the big reveal of the DC fandom was the quote-unquote official trailer for Bat the Batman, uh, which I guess Sud is not too hot on. I... Just think it's a bad trailer. I actually think it could be good. I love Robert Pattinson so much. Like, if it wasn't for Tom Hardy, he'd be my favorite actor for sure. Um, and uh, but I don't think the trailer's good. The trailer is like a fucking try-hard, grim, dark piece of shit, and mm-hmm. they are advertising to the lowest form of theater, and they've done so. Have you seen this, Brian? I want to give you a I chance have. to watch. Okay. What are your thoughts? No, no, no I, no, I definitely have. And the thought I walked away with was, you know, when Batman began, or no, 
Yes. Well, Batman began a long time ago. That was the first. What was the name of the first Nolan Batman? Was it Batman Begins? Batman Begins. Yeah. yeah. So the, in the Nolan Batman trilogy, like when they were doing it, you know, it was different. It was not like, you know, the George Clooney and uh, earlier Batmans are a little campy, which is true to the character. But, you know, they were like, oh, let's do like a, gri- a gritty, grim uh, imagining of the character. And it feels like they can't get out of that. Um, yeah, I actually would have I was kind of hoping to see a more campy take on it or just something different because it feels like it's Robert Pattinson trying to be Christian Bale. Uh, oh, my God, you're so right. I didn't even put that together. It's like he is you know, and like Christian Bale. Yeah. And so it's like I Christian Bale did very good because Christian mm-hmm. Bale is an incredible actor. But like I would rather see a different take on it. And I think like, I don't honestly, know. That's why Ben <clears throat> Affleck did poorly in the role because really? they just wanted him to be Christian Bale. Um, I feel like the difference in this, like, I, I I don't know. I feel like, um, his, uh, Bruce Wayne has a big different feel to him, even though they don't show so much Bruce Wayne in the trailer. Um, he just, he seems like a bit of a different, um, maybe more of like, um, like he's not like so much of playboy as Christian Bale was. Uh, he like well, obviously playing that up for his image, but um, I don't know. It seems like he's like almost like a bit more reluctant, a reluctant billionaire. I don't know. Um, it 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 seems like they might be doing some interesting things with Batman. Yeah, I I do totally agree with you there that like they they do seem to be pushing more of the Bruce Wayne aspect of it because there are like parts where you know he's out of the suit and he's looking deranged. Yeah. Um, and that might be interesting. Like, is the Riddler pushing, uh, pushing I... Batman to just like app you know the edge of what he's comfortable with? Um, I mean, yeah. I am glad it's not the Joker. Frankly, it's nice to see they're giving you know bringing back right. Penguin, bringing back the Riddler. I did not and, even realize, though, that it was Colin Farrell until Sud pointed it out. Until the end credit scene when there's a older, disheveled-looking Joaquin Phoenix yep. as the Joker, and that's going <laughs> to be the big reveal. Um, oh, maybe, yeah. Because well, my, uh, that's my tinfoil like, hat. Remember, remember when you, uh, you, you, you augured Ray Palpatine into the world and how terrible <laughs> that was? <laughs> Are yeah. you doing the same here? No, I, I don't think that's terrible. I would love to see Walking Phoenix go oh, up against... Oh, I thought against... you were about to say Ray Palpatine wasn't terrible, and I was about to no, mercilessly would... make fun of you. Well, my... Yeah. Um, I would love to see Walking Phoenix have Batman Phoenix. to go against. It's great yeah. that he's in his solo, but I feel like if he had an actual like Batman to, to go against, his his Joker would be a very entertaining Joker. Especially, like, I don't know, man. I'd like to see a Joker that that gets into the gadgets more. You know what I mean? Um, we really haven't mm-hmm. seen that from any of our, the big, the big, uh, the two big live-action iterations of the Joker. Um, you mean you want it to have, like, a, a gun that punches out, or, like, that fires yeah, or like a bang? Like, 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 or you know, like, like a little silly present bomb, or 
You know what I mean? Like he, I guess Heath Ledger had the the cell phone bomb. He's stuck in the fat guy, but um, yeah, like some of those those gadgets and scheming and stuff. Like, so you want Jack Nicholson as the Joker? No, because we already had that. I know, but he was the Joker who had like a bunch of the gadgets. Right, he had like the. I think he had like one of the flower Get things. A fucking like Goodyear blimp going around Gotham <laughs> dropping bombs, like. I don't know how much um, more gadgety you want. I am super excited to see Paul Dano's return to the big screen. He's been kind of like not in anything for a while. He's too weird, um, man. It's the problem. And he's, he'll be a good jo- uh, Riddler. I mean, he'll be... He's got that like... Weird shit. Yeah. yeah um, I love Paul Dano. Um, yeah, and like Brian said, Colin Farrell is a big standout. No one really recognizes him. There's a lot of prosthetics there. He's got a not Irish voice. Uh, I think he's extremely tall to be the penguin, but maybe he'll get his like shins blown off like cotton. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. <laughs> he does he, look ridiculous. Like, and he talks like he's on The Sopranos. Like, he right. was just like. Crazy. I don't understand why he took this role. Like, what about this? Just like, <laughs> yes, this is what I want to be he, next. He does fucking weird stuff sometimes. Remember that one uh, movie, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? Oh well, that God. was Heath Ledger died, and that was like, right. a bunch of people stepping in. Right, right. But that was like a, you know, that was a off weird the movie. wall. I enjoyed it, but that right. was really fucking weird. Off the wall um, thing that he did. Um, so, like, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to. I don't like that they're like fucking forcing Catwoman into this movie again. Like, uh, you don't mean you don't want to make Catwoman into a thing? Like they've tried. I like Catwoman, but it, it, it does seem like it's just like a like so easy. You know what I mean? Do you think they chose Zoe Kravitz because she's like the next Halle Berry, and they wanted the Harry like people to remember the Halle Berry Catwoman? Maybe. Maybe Is that like weird? remember like, that basketball scene? When she played basketball against those guys. I do remember that. <laughs> I had forced that out of my mind, but thank you for bringing that back. Uh, it I, does look like an extremely dark movie. Like, it does not look like it will be... It will be one of those movies that people complain about on their home TVs. They'll be like, it's so dark. It's like, just change the settings. It's why I do there. Just, I just... Just to stay on Zoe Kravitz real quick. The fact that she was... Catwoman in Lego Batman and is now actually Catwoman in the actual Batman just proves we're living in a simulation, right? Yeah. Well, the odds of us being in a simulation are greater than the odds of us being in an actual universe because if there is an actual ability to create a simulation, why wouldn't there be a potential infinite amount of simulations, right? I guess so. simulations within other simulations within other simulations and so on and so forth. Do you yeah. think all these simulations have Catwoman starring Harriet Halle Berry? I'd hope that that's the through line connecting everything. Do you think that all those simulations of Catwoman starring Halle Berry has to have the same like uh, white Russian, no ice, no vodka, hold the Kahlua line because she's a cat and therefore likes, I guess, half and half? <laughs> 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 oh man that's a good one um yeah like 
I, you know, I'm down for a new Batman movie, you know? I, I'm glad it's not a solo Batman movie with Ben Affleck. Like, he did his thing that he was supposed to do in those Zack Snyder movies, and yeah, I'm glad they were like, yeah, we're not going to keep you around. Or he if got he in, bet- he got out. Yeah. Um, he's a little too bulletproof in this trailer, which was kind of oh weird. Oh my god, I watched that scene, scene it's just the, like, I, I get, up, I, stupid. <laughs> like, I, I, I get the scene, the one scene where he like gets clipped in the shoulder, like, cool. But there's a scene at the end where he's just like walking down the he's hallway and the guys have like Uzis. Yeah. yeah, and they're just like, yeah. it's like, there's a limit. We like, you know what I mean? There's a limit right, to like bulletproofness, get... and there's also yeah. a limit to like you see his face. He his yeah. face is you know shoot his jaw, he will die. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> shoot his and neck. It's like, are you just even trying his... to make him Superman? Is that the key? Like we're yeah, supposed that's... to think he's literally Superman? It's, it's a... like you're crossing the streams here. Yeah, it's a bit much. Hopefully, that scene is just that scene, and it's not like the entire movie. He's just like bulletproof. No, I hope it's uh, the whole time he's, you know, having to dodge things. And then at the end, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to get through all this. Then Alfred comes, sir, I've made you this one extra thing that I should have given to you, you know, an hour before into the movie. But here we are now. And it's the MacGuffin (laughs) that allows him to get to the villain's lair. It's going to be that fucking stupid. I do like Andy Serkis anytime he shows up. So that's cool. Like, you know. It, it doesn't look terrible. I mean, I'm curious to see it, but I was very unenthused. But we've talked about this for like 15 minutes now. It, well, like I said, like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do this week, know, so I'm well, fucking filling. Else, man? Like, come on. I mean, I, I, you know, Sud mentioned The Sopranos. I have been watching The Sopranos. Dude, me too. Me, I got Emily um, into it real bad. It's awesome. It's so I asked, good. I, I've been trying to get Megan to watch it, but... Um, well, she's not liking... Or, yeah, she hasn't tried it yet. It's so good, man. No, like, she hasn't oh watched God. it yet, and, um... Uh, yeah, I just I can't wait for you to decide whether you want to watch this You don't have to so decide. Start you, should like, you should be like, Megan, if you don't fucking sit down and watch the pilot with me, I'm walking out and I'm never coming back. Well, that seems healthy. Just you know, no, it does. Like, yeah, threaten, you should threaten it, and you should be like, "I'm going to scoot away," and like the hall <laughs> on your on your on your scooter. Just play that song, sad piano song. Wait, yeah. So, how far are you into the first season, or have you watched like a ton? Uh, let me see how many episodes in the first season. Real quick. I'm, I'm on episode eight or nine of the first season. Oh, that's awesome. Me and Emily, we got to we got up to episode uh, five, I think, college, and. Uh, Okay, man, that show is so great. I, I love it so much. It holds up so well. There's like one thing that was a little weird to me, and I don't know if you've gotten to it yet, but there's like a a, a cake song sneaks in, yeah, to to a scene, and I'm like, what? This is definitely a product of its time because like this, it, it doesn't fit as a cake like in the scene, and maybe they just the directors liked cake because cake was hot back then. Um, Cake is a great band. It's a great song, but it was just like I was like, "What?" Well, I mean, it's better than <clears throat> fucking Martin Scorsese using the same like five. The same, Rolling yeah, Stones the same. Songs. Oh my god, his heart on for Rolling Stones is just it's so embarrassing. Yeah, I can't stand. He's it. a they're, boomer. What do you expect? He they're not it. Well, he that need good. To use that many versions of like the same five Rolling Stones right. songs. 
in any case, yeah. watch The Sopranos. <laughs> like, even uh, what I loved about like rewatching it is that even within a season, you have like little arcs. Mm-hmm. And so I would say like the first four episodes are it's like its own little mob movie that's just incredible, and it's filmed so well. The fact that it holds up from like 1999 now just incredibly well is it's just been such a treat like i didn't realize so many people were watching the sopranos during lockdown but it makes so much sense because if you've never I watched remember, it and you've heard it it's one of the greatest like tv shows of all time what I a think better time was, to do it uh you who mentioned that there's like a lot of um millennials and yeah. um gen z's getting into the sopranos because it's all it's a lot of doom um, I mean, it's about the end of like American exceptionalism, like and, very specifically, and and sort of like the the duality that our generations lived with, where it's like we were born at this time of of great perceived importance, but nothing to do with it. Yep, and um, and you see that a lot in Christopher. He's my sort favorite of. character. It's time. hard for me to watch because you you remember my old friend, um, Andrew. I, yeah, and they he looks just he just look, like the actor, and it's really yeah. creepy for me. Um, just and, it's Andrew's not as cool as Christopher. I'm sorry, Andrew. Like Christopher, <laughs> watching it, he's so fucking funny. Like I yeah. love the scene when he's outside the nightclub uh, with uh, Brendan, and then. Martin Scorsese shows up and he's like, mm-hmm. dude, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him the power sign and Marty just waves at him and walks inside the club. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. The I see a lot of the core of the, the similarities now since I've watched Mad Men so many times. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of the same crossover of um, showrunners. Yep. And um, I see there's a lot of Sopranos in Mad Men, and there's a lot of Mad Men in Sopranos, even though you can't go back in time and do that. But I, I mean, since I, I would <laughs> just say there's a lot of Sopranos in Mad Men. Right. Like, it is, it, it, like, it's just such a perfectly crafted show. And, like, I was watching with Emily, and Emily had a friend of hers from uh, Texas come up to visit. And so she was watching it with us, too, because she never seen Sopranos. And, like, I was like, all right, let's just watch you know, three episodes, four episodes together. And you're going to tell me, like, why you think it's so compelling, if you do think it's compelling. And they were hooked after 30 minutes of the first episode. They just wanted to keep watching more. And the answers they gave were really compelling. They were just, like, everything's so layered, and it's not really about the mob. It's about, like, family, and it's about how much your parents don't know what they're doing and then how much their parents don't know what they're doing. And this is such a flawed family. And how, like, fucked up, like, Uncle Junior is, or Olivia, <laughs> who's just, like, a nightmare of a person. Oh, and, my gosh. She's such a great actress, though. So. Yeah, Nancy Marchand. Uh, like, an incredible performance from, like, a, just a bitter old lady who drives Tony insane. And I forgot how funny it is. Um, Brian, have you watched The Sopranos? I have not. All right. Get you, on Charmaine, it, son. should get on it. You guys yeah. are going to be blown away. Like, it's, it is the, like, obviously, like, it wouldn't exist without, like, Goodfellas or The Godfather, yeah. but I, I honestly think it's way better it, it than does, those. It, it does feel like it has this, like, 
stigma to where it's like, I don't know, you want to call it like a baggy boop syndrome where it's like, yeah. is that all it's about? You know, is it just <laughs> so these guys? And, and, yeah, and they're gabagooling and, and, and stuff, but there's a lot more to it. There's plenty of that, trust me. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's great. Um, there's a, it's a heavy show too. There's a lot going on and there's still things that I like remember about some of the later seasons. It's just like every now and then it just like, I think about it and it makes me so mad. And I know it's fictional. It's like these people are, are so terrible at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. every protagonist is also a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to say like, the thing that I took away from it is how much of this show is just really about Tony and Christopher and like how they deal with their families um, and the relationship between the two. I mean, I guess I take that a lot as someone who lost his father recently, but that's something that really picked, like jumped out at me, like the weird adversarial relationship they have. But then it like breaks down in like the, like to a family because you know, Tony pretty much adopted Christopher right in the show. Mm-hmm. And, and like thinking about how, that their relationship evolves over the season. Something I'm really excited to watch <clears throat> Emily, frankly, experience for the first time because it's really shocking how it all moves together and like the different trials and tribulations as they come together, split apart, come together again. Oh, without wishing to spoil too much for Brian, it is also so goddamn funny. Like I mentioned the, the Martin, Martin Scorsese scene outside the club in episode two, but there's also a scene. Uh, where they're trying to get back the uh, teacher's uh, stolen Saturn early oh, in the God. season. And yeah. there's Tony at the Bada Bing strip club, and all these people are asking him. And his mother has set, like, some mushrooms on fire, starting to burn down the house. And then they're asking <laughs> about the license plate. And then the strippers come over and it's like, hey, Tony, is your mother okay? And he's just like, I can't handle this. I need to go. <laughs> and he just walks yeah. out to call my wife. And he just leaves. It's It's awesome. Like, there's... It's so well written, and and the fact that it holds up like twenty one years later is a testament to just how it's like. I mean, I don't know if it's in the Library of Congress. I would be shocked if it's not, because like I think it's really as culturally significant. In fact, I'm going to check right now. It's also from that like beautiful time period before every um, like thing that was filmed for TV switched to like those digital HD. Uh, cameras so like it's it still has that like it's filmed like a movie oh yeah it's all on film Mm -hmm. and um you know there's a lot of like natural lighting because they they film outside a lot and and that's just great to to see stuff like that because it, it looks totally different the shows now and i just i like that oldness to some things so it's good to get back to the basics on that so, oh yeah, I've been I, I, watching Sopranos. I've been yeah. You know. I don't, one sec, uh, just because I'm on here. So it's I don't know anything about the Library of Congress because like they typically do that for like induction for movies. So I was wondering if the TV show would be there. If they haven't. They should. TV Guide ranked this as the best series of all time. Rolling Stone ranked this as the first in their list of hundred greatest TV shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I the mean, Writers Guild of America named The Sopranos the best written TV show of all time. Which is high praise indeed. I that's high praise. I would potentially argue against that. Oh, what just because your, like what I feel like be? I feel like honestly, Mad Men supersedes it. Um, mm. 
Interesting. I, there's just like, there's not, and there there may be there's not like an episode of Sopranos that hits as hard as as there's a there's a few episodes of Mad Men like the suitcase or Waterloo, which to frankly uh, like Waterloo has brought me to tears even on a rewatch. Um, yeah, I, I that, love the suitcase for sure. It's probably my favorite episode. Um, um, so you like, don't think Pine Barrens or something from The Sopranos is really good? I mean, like there there is like an episode in there, but like I, it just doesn't like it's it doesn't have the same. Yeah, I don't like I I didn't feel for the characters. Like there's characters I can root for in Mad Men. Uh huh. I don't. I I only root for I think uh, Matt Soprano, um, because we have the same name and we were like the same age at the time it was coming out. I don't know. I just want to play my N sixty four. Isn't that the kid's name? Oh, AJ. He's AJ Junior. His name's AJ. Uh, you just called him Matt Soprano because you identified with him so much <laughs> that you changed his name to Matt. He's AJ Soprano, Anthony Junior. Oh, I think his is. Um, the actor's name. Might be no, dude, you just self-inserted. It's your OC. No, his name is Robert. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, we... it's an OC, dude. You self-insert fanfic. Well, maybe I just always wanted to be. Maybe you always wanted to be a mobster's kid. The kid of <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe my my own need for a father figure in my life made me look oh. at um, <laughs> made me look at uh, James Gandolfini. You know? <laughs> Please be my daddy, James Gandolfini. <laughs> Rest in peace. I mean, fuck. Big rip, dude. Only uh, fifty-one. Emily was so sad when she found out. No. Um. So yeah, basically, yeah, not not much going on on my end besides that. I've been playing. Well, I mean, I thought I might be only only one who plays it anymore. So I'm sorry. You guys still paying for that server? Uh, yeah. That sucks. Um, anyway, uh, Sopranos is a good segue to me. So, like I mentioned, I watched The Sopranos, uh, and I've already waxed lyrical about it. I watched Halloween Kills. I want to talk about it, but I want to talk about it with Matt after we watch it. So, we'll postpone it to next week. Next I, week's going to be a big week because we got Doom coming too. We also got Doom coming out. Yeah. In fact, it's currently available via the streaming services. So no, it's not. Mm, isn't it coming out today, like this week? Right, I mean, third, I don't. No, I mean, it comes out same day as movies, right? Isn't that theaters like, on Thursday? Well, yeah, that's not available is, now. Is it not available now? I don't know why I thought it came out now. My bad. That would be fucked up if it came out beforehand. Well, um, no, it's definitely. I mean, yeah, but it comes out the same. It, it actually comes out a day before. October 22nd, it's released in theaters, but it's available on HBO Max October 21st at 6 Eastern. That is fucked. I plan on watching it this weekend. In theaters? Me too. Yes. So we'll talk about Dune next week. Um, And Halloween Kills. I'm a little cautious. I hear it's very long. I feel like that's the only way a Dune movie could be there's a lot going on with that plot that they have to get through. And they're only halfway through the first book by the end of this movie, too. So. Wait, what? Yeah, no. you didn't know that? No, why would you do that? Because, because there's too much they have to cover. 
Right. Uh, well, and plus there's a, you know, plus they need to get that, you know, they're trying to turn it into a sequel. They want it to be the next Lord of the Rings. You're killing me. It's going to be I like the see. fucking end of The Hobbit where it like cuts to like smog <laughs> flying. It's like oh, the entire God. theater grow in unison. It's like, God, this is not the way to do this. They should have just made it I a can, miniseries. I can see them doing it in two movies. If they do it in three, that's too much. I was extremely mad at the end of The Hobbit when I was just like, yep come back next year. Yeah, it was a, not a good theater experience. Well, and especially because they haven't even said that like the next one's in production, so they're just like, yeah, we just did half the first book. They probably we might do like, the we need to have like a certain amount of money because this pro- costs like a shit ton, huh? I, but, like, there's I, just so much shit that happens in that book. Well, then it seems yeah. like it shouldn't be a movie. I mean, that's always been a lot of people's opinion <laughs> is yeah. that it's unadaptable. Well, that's not true. I saw the David Lynch version with Sting, and that was adapted. I love yeah, that version. It's that so is good. a thing. That is definitely a, a vision. It, it does exist. You guys I, don't I like don't, it? I don't dislike it. Yeah, See? It's very it's very campy, which I'm kind of here for. There's a lot of fucking weird stuff in that movie that I'm totally ab- about. The pugs, yeah. the, the weird... Flying. Dude, the the fight at the end is great. Staying uh, in like his underwear. It's <laughs> the the weird shield graphics. Um, Kyle, the, uh, what's his name? Kyle uh, McLaughlin with the yeah, eyes. The navigator. So, the oh. navigator with the vagina mouth. See, um, see, you love it. Don't even. No, lie. yeah. There's a lot of fucking weird shit in that movie that I'm totally about. It is very long as well. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, at least they tell the whole fucking book. They don't wait around. Yeah. So, anyway, we do have uh, Halloween Kills, and we have Dune. Did you like um, Halloween Kills, just, like, right off the cuff? Uh, no. It's probably okay. it's not as bad as the 80s Halloween sequels. Um, Is it a good, like... It is is the it a satisfactory ending to the no, series? No, because it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. There's so going to be another one. That. There's going to be another one. It is the ultimate oh. suffering from like middle movie syndrome type deal. Mm-hmm. So like, there's really no conclusion or anything like that. So it feels like it's set up for a lot of like just grisly kills. Does Jamie Lee Curtis lose her powers like halfway through and after? Jamie Lee him? Curtis looks like a disheveled homeless lady, and I don't know if I like that look for her. But it was okay. I'd give it like a six out of ten. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again. But it feels I mean, like I feel like a six out of ten is like a good score for a Halloween movie. But I love the reboot. Like I think the reboot's like genuinely like an eight or a nine out of ten sets. Right. But like I so feel this like, is if like you a have significant to... drop off. Okay. It feels right. like half a movie. Wow. Uh, so I like half a it, horror movie or half a movie. Just half a movie. There are like a lot of plot holes which could be solved with the sequel, or it's not going to happen. I don't know. I like the idea of just sort of. I mean, I'm going to watch it. So. It's super dependent on a conclusion that's coming out next year. Like it doesn't end. It's mm. like smog flying away, except it's Michael Myers. Fucking. 
also flying? Uh, that's what I feel like. Might as well be at this point. He's definitely a supernatural being. Like, yeah, I um, I have to say the kills of this one, I had to like look away. It was like one of the first oh, really? times I've done that in a long time. Wow, it's super grisly. It's like it's that's that's kind of interesting in my book. He does like this weird. Okay, I don't want to spoil it. You watch it, and we'll talk about it. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll get spooky with it next week when it's actually yeah. Halloween week. Yep, and we'll watch Dune, uh, Dune, and that's a that's that's good. But something else that I watched uh, beyond besides Halloween Kills, or not watch but play, uh, was Metroid. I told you guys like I was playing Metroid Dread. I love Metroid Dread; it's so good. Um, that game's pretty spooky, and but it made me want to go back to Returnal. And there is, I finally got better at the game. I think I described previously in the podcast that. Oh yeah, like, well, you were playing it when it had some issues. It kept crashing on me. Yeah, so I, I, I booted it up again. I installed a new patch. It started to run a whole lot better, which is great for a roguelike. And there is a twist, maybe a third of the way through the game when I was playing it, that is one of the great plot twists I've experienced in media. And I don't want to spoil it, but it has totally changed my perception of the game. It's awesome. Really? Um, I didn't yeah. think the game had much of a plot. It has a... You know, I didn't think that either until I got to this twist. And then there's a ton of plot. Um, Dang. It's, it's quite well written. Um, so it, it's really changed my perception of the game. I have to say, playing Metroid Dread uh, makes me wish Returnal was just more like Metroid Dread and not like a roguelike. Like, I, I just don't like the overall structure of it. I'd rather I go through the game, collect weapons, collect keys, like, progress more. Have it more like a Dark Souls feel, because right now I actually think it's too hard. So it's like, it's I really want to beat it, but you have to beat the whole game in one sitting. Like, there's no way to not have that experience. That's what completing the cycle is. But mm-hmm. reading online, completing the cycle is an hour. So that means you are devoting yourself to beating the game in the hour, and if you lose, you start over again, right? That's a tough sell. So I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I have to say, like, getting to that that twist part really reinvigorated my enjoyment of the game. And it's super cool. Like I really like that mix of like shoot 'em up, third person action, controlly vibes, mixed with alien. That was all. It's like been a really fun like horror shooter and, and just really enjoyable uh, to go back to. And I'm getting better at it, which is nice too. But again, to beat the whole thing in an hour, that's that's a that's a hard ask, especially when I play. I I like work like sixty hours a goddamn week. That's a tough to say that I'm. Gonna, to sit down and do like an hour and like commit yeah. myself to doing that. But uh, beyond that, you know, I, I mentioned uh, my 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 girlfriend. Sorry, my fiance's uh, friend. Your ex girlfriend. My ex girlfriend. Her her friend from Texas came to visit, and so we just showed her around town. It was super fun. We went on a bike tour to Seattle, um, which was great, and like we went to Gasworks Park and. I like talked a little about the history of how like Seattle was built and the way that like you know the different industries and where the different campuses are like where the Google campus is, Facebook. Um, obviously, we went by Amazonia where uh, some folks work. Obviously, and um, it was good. We went to Cafe Turco, a great Turkish restaurant. We went to Umbien, like one of the great sandwich places. Uh, and to Hattie's for breakfast. So good. Although Emily like started the the jam 
jam, bad jam juju because she wanted to have more room. And she kept pushing this like container that held like salt and pepper and didn't realize there was jam on the other side. So she pushed all the jam over and it was terrible because the jam's like the best part of Hattie's. Oh like, my gosh, you can't spill the jam. What kind of jam is it? Is like a they like make a, a homemade like a raspberry jam using local raspberries. It was fantastic, but there was jam good. everywhere, Can't and it, ca- it caused like so many issues. Like ever since then, we went on the bike ride. We couldn't get, we couldn't adjust one of the seats to the right height, and so mm. like uh, Emily's friend was or was like biking really awkwardly until we went to a bike shop and they fixed it for us. And there were just like all these issues, and then we went on a bike. To, uh, oh, and then one of my friend's dogs was missing, and so we had to stop our bike ride. We hopped into a car. And we went, helped looking. That's what like ended the bike ride. We went to search for this dog up in North Seattle Shoreline area, which was really sad. Oop, the dog was found, so that's good. And then that was the spookiest thing that happened. That was actually spooky because I was just really concerned for the little guy. It was like a little miniature Shih Tzu. So we couldn't really survive all that long. There's coyotes too. So that would have been terrible if we couldn't get it. And then, yeah. But all is well that ends well. And that was my week. But I know that me and Brian did something pretty spooky during the week. Brian, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Sud invited me to go see an in-person concert in the time of COVID. Hey, I went to an in-person concert. Was it pretty spooky? No, because it was outside, mm. so that helped. Um, and uh, yeah, we were—you know—I was wearing a mask, and I was with our um, deceased friend Ben. Um, he he astro projected himself from the netherworld to go to the concert with me, and then he was like, "I got to go to work, so I got to go back to to the netherworld." Death afterwards so then he promptly died again after the concert <laughs> but um we went to the modest mouse concert which i mean uh it was great for me because that's my favorite band so it was worth the potential spookiness and this was modest mouse not modest yahoo no uh it was not modest yahoo who's it's uh, I I always wanted to see and I've never gotten a chance, but I guess he's not necessarily as good as he used to be. If you go see him now, I saw him when he first came out, and he was incredible. Right, like he definitely is one of those artists who is like so good at the beginning, and then just kind of was like, yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah. He's very really different. Into reggae. Very different. Wasn't he always into reggae? It was <laughs> like a lot more into reggae, yeah. like slowing everything down and not so much yeah. doing the beatboxing. Like his, the if you go and listen to like live at Stubbs one and two, those uh-huh. are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, very high energy, quick tempo, and now his stuff is just like stuff you'd listen to while hanging out on a beach. Mm, yeah. So he's become <clears throat> Jimmy Buffett, but like Jewish. Yeah, like Jewish stoner Jimmy Instead of Buffett. Margaritaville, it's Manischewitzville. That's not bad. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Buffett. Speaking of Jimmy Buffett, at the Modest Mouse concert, after what? every song, um, Isaac Brock, the lead singer, would go. And uh, that was our version of um, Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> and he did that after every song. He goes, you know what song that was? Uh, that was Cheeseburger Why? in Paradise. 
I don't know. He was probably on some good drugs. He was a good bet. Yeah, he was probably on some good drugs. I've told you about this story before, but I don't think I've said it on the pod. Uh, one time in college, I got invited to a Jimmy Buffett concert because nice. they had a free Ugh. ticket. And I went there and got pretty high. And I'm not kidding you. It was a 40-year-old man fight club. I saw Oh, so yeah, they get into fights. huge fights. Yeah. I get Incredible. It. Incredible. And it's like, you know, I going into this, I'm like, okay, yeah, like cheeseburger. You think they'd be chill. They're they going to be yeah. so chill. They're not chill. They, those old men are super aggro and want to murder each other. It's wild. That's because Why I do guarantee you, you none drunk, of them, huh? no, none of them get their pee pee touched anymore. And I think it's they're they're too drunk and they're too testosterone. Yeah. They're just like I just wanna I want the perfect night. And somebody bumped into me, hey, right? Fuck you guy. Oh, dude, I totally agree. Like, I really yeah. think that's what's like driven the death cult that owns our society more than anything is like the need to have everything perfect when the world's not perfect and they can't handle it. And that's why they get yeah. so upset, like on fucking airplanes or being told to put on their mask in a store or whatever it might be, or in a restaurant. You just get like it's like oh I don't get to do jack shit and you're inconveniencing me ergo I need to go ape shit for no reason. Yeah, one thing went wrong. My worldview is dying. Time to rage against the dying. Yeah. Like, communism. I guess we know this, huh? Well, so uh, anyway, back to the concert. So sudden, I went to see an indoor concert at a uh, kind of smaller venue. One of my favorite places to see shows. New oh, it's so in good. Seattle. Yeah. Um. And I will be honest, the music was not my scene, but it had been two years since I'd been to a concert and Sud invited me. He was like, oh yeah, I'll go, I'll go hang with Sud and hear some new music. Although because I'm an old man, I will be honest, dear listeners, I did not stay the whole time because I had been, <laughs> it had already been a long, long day before that. Have you s- it was a fun show. That reminds me, have you seen that um, meme or tweet that's been floating around where it says like, if you see me yawning at your concert, it's because it's past 10, 10 o'clock and yep. I'm not uh, like I'm not bored or anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just a sleepy little guy. It was very much that. Although this was definitely a show. So the band was Quicksilver, who were huge in the 90s and have still kept together to their credit. And they're still releasing new music. But um, as Sud likes to tell me, I have a musical taste of a 14 year old girl. So a lot of times I go to shows and I look around and I'm like, Oh God, I'm the oldest person here without kids by about 10 years. Um, in this time it was yeah. nice looking around and seeing people even older than us and also wearing earplugs because, because I'm an old <laughs> man and can't, I, I do need my ears to make money. Uh, <laughs> so I have to protect them now. Uh, and it was nice looking around and seeing other people doing the same. What is it about uh, Gen X that just um, compels them to bring their infants to concerts? Because I, I think like it's FOMO. Yeah, like I, I think that's just like what it is, man. You know, like I, I feel like I would do it if I could like have my kid to be there. And all right, so here's the thing. I would take a step back. I think if you have a kid. The thing that that kid needs more than anything is a routine. So I probably wouldn't bring a kid to a concert because the rest of their night and my night is going to be fucked. Right. That being said, that being said, if you could say that, like, I can put on these, like, headphones or whatever and the kid's just going to, like, fucking zonk out and I can stand in the back and watch a band. Is that so bad? Like, I think that's pretty reasonable. Why? Is that, like, a bad no, thing it's to just, do? No, it's just, it was, like, that's the one thing. And, like, there was, like, a lot of 
fucking people with their kids at that Modest Mouse show. And it, it must just be because, like, people our age can't and don't want to afford babysitters. They're like, fuck it, you know, we're bringing Billy. That uh, makes put, sense. Put the headphones on him and, you know, hope he doesn't blow his eardrums out or smell too much weed. All right. Um, Let, let's just, I mean, think about a pet sitter. Like, how much do you pay for Mabel to, like, someone to watch Mabel? Brian. Uh, it's we to board her is super expensive, but it's different than a babysitter, right? Because a babysitter comes to your house. All right. Well, yeah. don't, you don't have a rover come to your house. You just board her. No, we have some. We're too cheap for that. We have Charmy's siblings come stay with Mabel. All right. Yeah. Whatever. So, like for me, it's like it's it's like fifty bucks for someone to come uh, check on our cats, feed them, and hang out with them for thirty minutes per day. Uh, and then that's not that's like on a regular day. If there's like if it's a weekend or if it's a holiday, I think that rate goes up to uh, seventy five upwards to a hundred. If it's like a popular holiday like Christmas or Thanksgiving or something, which I get it is fine, right? But I'm just saying, like, if you don't have that much money and yeah. it's like I have to choose between like paying for a babysitter so we can go out or going to see the show and saving that money. I bet people are going to just take the kids, right? I don't right. think it's that that that's pretty reasonable. So I guess, yeah. I mean, like I, I'm not dogging on well, it. The only time it? I'm the only time I'm dogging on it's the one time the dude like ten years ago tried to like get in my face for smoking about a to joint. Hit your kid, I remember this. No, I was smoking yeah. a joint at the fucking Flaming Lips show, and this guy got <laughs> all up in my face and was like, "My fucking kids, you get that shit away from me! I'm gonna drag your ass out of here and fucking arrest you!" Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, said, yo, man, I'm just trying to enjoy the music. Like, you go over there and enjoy the music. I'll stay right here and enjoy the music. And he kept getting in my face. And I said, I'm going to walk 10 feet that way. If you follow me, that's when there's going to be problems. Because, like, I had, like, four people with me. This one little fucking dude was not going to last long. Um, But I was like, you're at a Flaming Lip show. The band came out of a cosmic vagina mega screen like a naked woman opened her legs spread eagle and the band came out of her cosmic vagina and you're worried about some fucking smoke smell coming from my my joint your kid doesn't even your kid's smelling his own ass because he's picking his ass like ah fucking stupid that guy it was stupid yeah that's the only thing to a concert before or he's the biggest narc in the world right why are you at a flaming lip show he might have been Mike Pence. He did look like he could have been Mike Pence. Like that's the only thing I can think, like imagine him as now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so spooky concert. It was fun. Didn't get COVID so far. Furiously knocking. But uh, yeah, um, other spooky things. I watched a very bizarre movie about uh, alien invasion called The History of Future Folk. I've never um, heard about I, this. What is this? I had not heard of this until the night I watched it. Yeah, uh, I guess. When did this come out? 2012. Uh, it's an independent film that's on Netflix. Um, oh the, wow! The premise. This the is the premise yeah. of the movie. Is uh, a alien comes to Earth to wipe out all life uh, to basically allow their species to come here and live. But the alien hears music, decides not to do it. Not hearing anything, the alien race sends another assassin out to finish the job. 
and then the two of them form a band. This looks, it's, yeah, this looks very like Flight of the Concords ripoff. Yes, it's Flight of the Concords slash like Tenacious D Pick a Destiny yeah. style thing. It's uh, it's very silly, but like earnest songs about uh, I just I'm a space worm farmer and I can't get space worms on Earth. Um, and it was just a delightful little turn your brain off for and watch this movie for a while. So. I, it's not uh, a cinematic masterpiece, but it's, you know, if you've been working 12 hours and you just don't want to think about anything, it's a very stupid movie and will entertain you. I so I think I could watch this. This looks like, I can't believe I didn't notice this when it came out, but I feel like it probably got um, overshadowed by Flight of the Concords. Probably. And it's like one of those things that's like, this is very silly. It, but it is exact. It delivers what it promises—a delightful little romp that will uh, keep you entertained for the hour and twenty minutes. You know, you get in, you get out. Nice. But it yeah, seems like um, the, I'm reading their Wikipedia page. So, Future Folk is the band, and then they made a movie about their fake uh, uh, of them. Their fake their origins, heart. yes. Uh, Apparently they were so, an off-Broadway uh, musical comedy titled "Who Is Wilford Brimley," which I yes, think is I great. also saw that, and I'm also super curious as to what that's about. Hopefully, it's about Wilford Brimley. Rest in peace. Maybe I, there's a sequel. <laughs> Wilford Brimley is not dead. <laughs> Who is Wilford Brimley? The you know in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, anything else you did? But did you like uh, it? Yeah, you said it was like what was what? what I did like n- it. No scale. It, it's, Let me hear it. Yeah, no, I, I give it four Bryans. Um, just just a delightful, delightful little romp. Turn your brain off. Nice, good shit. Not everything needs to be like make you think. And was the songs make, like, good? The songs were good. They're very silly and they're very stupid. Um, and it's it's yeah, just check it out. Turn your brain off. It's great. Okay. All right, so Other two things I did. Um, I bought Ratchet & Clank, A Rift Through Time. Nice. It seems so good. Did a you just buy it or did you play it? No, I just, I, well, yes. <laughs> I, I also, I'm, Cause that I is a thing a that, worlds in. that we do well, often is just buy a game. Like, oh, I got it. And then so, that, that's it. So <laughs> you play, this is the newest one, right? Correct. Okay, that's A Rift Apart. A rift apart. A crack in time is on the PS3, which is a great yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. No, you're right. No, and like honestly, I had not played it since. I'm not even sure I played a crack in time. I think it might have been the PlayStation Two one that was the last one I played. Yeah, I haven't so played it was, a it's been kind of fun. for a long time. Yeah, so it's been kind of like Sud had mentioned he enjoyed it a lot, and I was, you know, I'd finished Final Fantasy VII Intergrade and was like, oh, let's let's get into another another PS5 game, and I've been really enjoying it. It's it's delightful. I'm sure Sud talked about it on the pod previously, so I don't have to get too uh, into too much depth. But it is fun to just play, you know, a little platformer slash like go collect all the puzzles slash fire gun a bunch of times at these very comical and colorful enemies. It's it's been good. How far are you really into it? Like, um, so I met Rivet and Rivet and Clank are doing their thing with Ratchet and, uh, gosh, with the spoiler alert, I met the evil killing robot yep. and watched her turn into a giant killing machine. Yep. Um, 
So, and I just got to that part where she's like, I'm not a good partner. And then she becomes the death robot fighting off Dr. Nefarious's forces. And uh, it's just like, yeah, see what I mean? And of course, Ratchet's like, no, well, it'll be great. Let's stick together. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's very really Saturday enjoy. morning cartoon. Totally. You know what's totally. happening. It's not that hard yeah. to figure out. And well, I, I do enjoy the variety of weapons that they got going on. Um, I do feel like they're super fucking expensive to buy. Like I <laughs> at the beginning was keeping up with them to like actually unlock all of them. And now it's just like, holy shit, these, these are coming fast and furious. And I'm trying to level them up to get, you know, different weapons coming out. I definitely, my favorite one so far is the little fungus that you throw out. I and love it's just the a little fungus. turret that Mr. makes Fungi. a bunch of really dumb punk. And when you level it up to max, you get Mrs. Fungi. Yep. Um, they, there's two of them out, which is just delightful. So, uh, yeah, no, I've been really, really enjoying that. Looking forward to playing that more. Um, and finally... Is, wait, I have a question. Is that not, like, one oh, of yeah. the prettiest games you've ever played, though? It's, it's super pretty. And yeah. it's very clear, like, this was in part designed to be, like, let's show what the PS5 can do. Yeah. Because, like, Demon Souls Remake, um, Final Fantasy Intergrade, they're pretty games. But, like... It doesn't blow me away. This game is just like, there are times I'm looking at it just being like, holy shit, like, there, this is stuff I would expect in a cutscene, but mm-hmm. like, it, I'm still playing it. It's still, they're clearly rendering this in real time. This is fucking wild. Um, and it stays performing super well as you're like pulling into different like rifts and realities where they literally have to change everything on the fly. And like I was testing, like you can move the camera around while that's happening, so that's oh, wow. how it's this is it's not pre-rendered. It's really fucking cool. It is beautiful. It's a lot of fun. They designed it very very well. Did you sign um, up to that link I gave you, Matt, so you can get a PS5? I like I want to, but I'm afraid that like they're gonna email me on the day where like I pay a big fucking vet bill for my diabetic cat and rent and. My All right, so how about in. this? You fucking sign up, and if they email you on that kind of day, I will front you the money and buy it for you. Just get in line. That's, I mean, that's a fair deal. Thank you, son. It's a fair um. deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, the thing is, like, I'm just, right now I have can, so many fucking you, random things that can shoot I mean, up and, like... yeah, welcome to, welcome to, like, life in America in 2020. Dude, I hope, I hope nobody, nobody's cat ever gets diabetes, like... It's, it, I'm sure it's really expensive. It costs, yeah. like, $50 to feed her for two weeks. Like... What? Like, oh, the food is food? expensive as shit. It's ridiculous. Oh, like, I'm spending more f- money on food for my cat than I am for myself. Not really. Well, but... let Sutter I know if that pops up and he can't, because we will front you the money. We'll You'll see, be good yeah. for it. I'll, <laughs> uh... It's... Yeah, I'll, sign yeah, up, I'll sign up. Yeah. I feel like that's the only way I'm going to get one. Unless yeah, I, like... at least it's that, from That's how direct. I got it. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, you... you it, it worked like a fucking charm. I, um showed up just in time or showed you know it's great less stressful you don't have to play the weird games of like oh am i gonna beat all these bots right it's delightful but uh yeah and the last thing watch the end of the international i talked about this briefly last week but in a very surprise shocking upset this team of like young russians surprised everybody 
and won the whole thing. And it was kind of delightful in the post uh, game, you know, the post win, they've just won $18 million and wow. the, you know, the, basically the equivalent of the esports equivalent of the sideline reporter asked one of the, ca- you know, the captain of the winning team, Hey, you know, are you going to come back and defend this next year? And just like the most Russian answer, answer imaginable he gave was, I don't know. I just want $18 million. Do so I even need to play Dota anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. You could literally God. just fucking chill for the rest of your life, you know? Right. Like nothing really fucking. Matters. I mean, unless so you it, go like been... all fucking MC Hammer. But yeah, like it's, it was one of those things. Yeah. Like Sud, I'm sure you can uh, empathize with this. Give when you're you were watching sports while living in India. Like I was wa- getting up at ungodly hours it's to watch this dude. fucking event. Yeah, yeah. Um, and fortunately, the games actually paid off and was delightful. I, the last, I honestly, best of five series went to five games. It was a ton of fun. And like even when I, I you know, I go in and out of playing Dota. But I always watch the international because it always turns out to be this like compelling anime shit. And this year was no different. It wow. Was great. Are the are the commentators at least interesting? Like the fighting game commentators? Mm-hmm. No, they, they say they like swear lose words. Their mind. <laughs> they they absolutely do. The, the the thing about Dota is when you watch a pro game live. There is some downtime because, like, sometimes they're just farming and they're just uh-huh. like, you know, <laughs> prepping for the next fight, they're right? waiting for cooldowns to end. And so, like, there is a skill to Dota commentary where you know some of the uh, casters and analysts will like be talking about, okay, what are they trying to do here? What are they working towards? And others will just kind of go off the fucking rails. And both are delightful, and both exist in the scene, and it's it was really great. Um, <laughs> this time they had. Uh, the winners of the past two internationals were on the draft panel and it was kind of fascinating to hear them kind of explain here's what the teams are thinking about and they're literally predicting the draft live for you in front of it being like they're going to pick this hero because of xyz and then bam it happens and immediately rather than gloating in hey we called it right they're moving on to the next one which for somebody who's playing dota at like the absolute lowest ranks where the dumbest shit happens. It's like interesting to get a window into that world. Um, Cause that's one of the reasons I like Dota is it's super strategic. There's a lot of fucking moving parts. There's a lot of strategies. Anything can work. Um, and so it was, it's just kind of neat to have that all play out and have somebody kind of explaining to you why it's working. You know, it's, I have, it's the equivalent of why people love Tony Romo, uh, calling nfl games because he's like breaking down as it's happening not only explaining to you what's happening but explaining why it's happening and why what you're seeing is working or why it's not working mm-hmm. um and so these delightful little russian kids uh won a shit ton of money beating uh a, uh, they, a stacked murderer's row of teams to get to the finals it was some true anime shit Super delightful. Um, every year, Valve does a documentary called True Sight, where they mic up both teams and do like kind of a behind the scenes for the best of five finals. And I'm really looking forward to it this year. So, uh, because how do you think they generate eighteen million dollars to give to this team? Great fucking question, and it <laughs> like, is the greatest scam. Uh, I, in, I, Val- Valve are fucking geniuses for coming up with. This. How do Here's you how find eighteen million dollars to? to give to a team like like i i it's not from ticket sales 
you will not believe how fucking insane it is. So Valve puts one million dollars into the prize pool. That's okay. What they out of Gabe's with. pocket, the, got it. The total prize pool. Keep in mind. Forty million dollars. So they okay. Um, so it's not just eighteen. It's forty million dollars. It's like more than so double. The, the top t- number one, the team who wins it get like eighteen. I think point three million dollars or something. And then the rest of the prize pool is paid out. You know, obviously lesser amounts to teams who did worse. But total gets to forty. So how do they get that other thirty nine million? So um, they do it typically the summer before the international. Typically held in August. From May till about, uh, usually uh, till about end of July, they have a battle pass. What you can do is, and so the battle pass is you know similar to like how all of these like seasons work in these online shooters, where you know as the more you play, the more you unlock. Um, all of it's fucking cosmetic. So new hero skins, new map skins, make creeps look different, loader screens, whatever. Right, new voice lines that you can spam at people that are limited time, uh, skins and whatnot last forever. But that's besides the point. Valve, when you so you can buy the battle pass. You have to buy it to start unlocking stuff. But you can buy it. You know, just one level is less than a dollar. So like, I'll tell you, I bought the one for just that one level, and then you can start playing and unlocking shit just by playing. I made it about. 86 levels just by playing casually wow. right they have up to 500 levels of shit you can unlock um and obviously they put the crazy like new skins new they call them immortals or personas or arcanas later in that realm um and you can pay to instantly unlock it or you know buy 50 levels 100 levels however you want of that money only 25 percent goes to the fucking price pool 75 percent goes to valve so if you think about it they raised 39 million dollars that way just selling so, cosmetics yes selling cosmetics but you think about that so let's see what's 39 million divided by the 0.25 so it's about they raised 156 million mm-hmm. just in cosmetics over three months man and of that money, uh, what is it? About over $115 million just to Valve, just for making cosmetics. It's fucking insane. And the developers who make those, like, they're fucking crunched out of it's their Valve. mind. I'm sh- well, I'm, I'm sure. The, the community jokes, it's like the janitor because <laughs> Valve doesn't give a shit about Dota. And it's like Ice Frog and the janitor just like <laughs> occasionally being like, oh, this is still going. Because yeah, make it's a, a skin. very lucky game. There's a hundred, I think, 18 heroes that all, and like. What? There's a hundred and eighteen uh, heroes? I believe that. There's mm-hmm. so many, right? I was I mean, thinking like, about downloading this game because like you play it a lot. And I'm like, I need a game to play with my friends because oh my God, none of my friends play, Dota with play any games super fun. with me anymore. Because I as long as you're comfortable with losing a lot, which I'm fine with, it's a lot of fun. I, I will absolutely. Play I feel with you. bad playing Overwatch. It was my one game for a long time. And um, then what happened? And then the companies turned out to be a, a bunch of, of fucking rapists. Yeah, it just yeah, it just kind of sours the whole experience. Even though like there's a lot of 
reasons that I can men mentally wiggle out of it, I just haven't been able to. Um, especially with all the news around Overwatch 2 is very, very underwhelming. Um, I figured that I don't Overwatch... really know what they're doing with Overwatch 2. No one does. Honest. I mean, it seems like it's the same as just regular Overwatch. Well, but, um... apparently, if you own Overwatch One, you can opt into Overwatch Two's PvP free, so you can get half of Overwatch Two for free just by owning Overwatch One. So the only reason to buy Overwatch Two is for the PVE content, which, like, I mean, doesn't even. I mean, it seems. I mean, who we'll have to see what it is when it actually releases, but it just doesn't seem like there's going to be that much. Fifty dollars yeah. worth? Fuck no. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't buy it. But yeah, just to just to wrap up, um, Dota Two is great. You have 118 heroes, about 200 different items, and the unlike League, the items do shit and can dramatically change your game style. So how many uh, of those heroes come with like the base game, or do, are most of those like special heroes? One hundred and eighteen. Oh, okay. The only so that just that's seems the nice like part. as as compared to League, where you actually have to like buy pay to unlock all the heroes. Ooh. All the only pay shit in Dota is cosmetics, mm. and people joke the only it's not pay to win. There are some that are pay to lose because some of the cosmetics actively fuck you in games. Oh wow. yeah, how does that work? It's well, like they give off so much like particle effects from farther away, it's um, easier to see the you hero. You see him in the fog of war. Not like fog of war, but like the the smoke break, the fog breaks earlier. Yeah, because they're that close. That's but um, yeah. Going back to the international, this team, Team Spirit versus PSG LGD, uh, went up two to nothing in a best of five series. Let the other team come back to come back in it to tie it two to two. And still, these guys have balls of steel, and we're not crumbling. And it was just like kind of insane to watch. You know, like again, eighteen million dollars is on the line, and they were able to do all this. Super delightful way to spend a Sunday morning. Uh, ten of ten would recommend. Huh. I mean, I I think I've tried to start installing Dota two a couple of times. It might be like fifty percent installed. So I I'll try to get to get it in fire it up and learn learn it i need like a new game to play that's not valheim i will absolutely play with you we can get our ass kicked together but it'll be fun yeah it'll be I mean, called the f word it'll be great um no if we're lucky we'll only be called the f word yeah um is that all you have brian because there was something i remembered that i wanted to shove in yeah here those the are end. the those are the four big things so let me let's go back to matt remembering things I watched two episodes of a new show today that maybe Suds watched. Probably not what Brian. Show? It's called no. Reservation Dogs. I have seen that show. Oh. It's fucking great. Sud, have you seen it? Or was I it, seen it? It's very, very good. I've only seen the first two episodes. I like it a lot. I'm going to continue it, with uh, it. Um, it keeps getting good, man. Yeah, I also time. have only seen the first two episodes. I like the idea... And it's it's sad that this uh, area of storytelling isn't explored more in the American multimedia mythos. But um, native the native people have a story to tell. They have. You mean they you were know, here first? We have a lot 
of to explore with them and and i like what's what's happening in this show um yeah it's just like why you know it's good it's it's really well done and it's you know it portrays a lot of serious stuff in a very engaging and inviting way yeah because like there's there's a definite way in this show could be super fucking depressing right. and just highlighting everything that's fucked up with all everything that happened and why all that's led to their lives being completely fucked and like that's part of the show right yeah but also it does it in a, like that you're not bogged down in that and you're able to like still absorb that while also being really entertained and not you know just be watching frankly like sadness porn Mm-hmm. which is a is a fine line to walk and i think they crush it it's very funny it's very it's it's a great show yeah totally agree i'm gonna stick with it so that was the one thing i remember because I, I only watched like two episodes today and then i was like fuck i gotta you know go to work